defenses. Initiate bank protocol. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the end of the year. We've we've reached the end of 2021, and that means it's time for the bird report. Where, uh, yeah, fanfare. I guess I could have said that more like enthusiastically. It's time for the bird report. Um, this in now at the bird report. Yeah. So this is our annual, uh, first annual first. bird report. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, we're, we're getting together to talk about, uh, well, of course, uh, I'm, I'm Palm reader and, uh, and I'm here with Otis what's um, up? What's up? and, uh, and we're here to talk about our, uh, favorites of the year. Um, now this isn't really the same as, um, like a top 10 list or, or, you know, people talking about the best of the year objectively. And we want to say yeah. f- straight from the jump that we're talking about the things that we enjoyed the most. So, um, there's bound to yeah. be a couple things that, uh, people disagree with or think that it doesn't deserve to be in a year end list. And I'm here yeah. to Can tell I do you a quick aside about year end list. Just, just hold on. Let me finish the okay. thought. Uh, right. the, the, if you, if you feel any type of way about that, we just want you to know that this is based on our opinion, some of which may align with, uh, the great critics and masses. Some of it may not. And, uh, and, you know, uh, we're not really doing a count. We're just going to talk about the ones that we like the most and the ones, uh, that, that, and the experiences that stuck with us from, uh, music, movies, television, uh, video games. And then we're just going to talk a little bit about uh, what we liked about this year, what we didn't, and what we hope for next year. Okay. So now that I've set that up, your aside about year-end lists, please enlighten me. Why do they always put out year-end lists at the beginning of December? Like, that's so disrespectful to the month of December. Like, I agree everything. with that. Like, <laughs> like, for example, Boldy James and Alchemist. Like, that tape, the Super Tecmo Bow. Like, that's... That's not on any list because all the lists were already published. And it's like, you can't publish a list about a year and just neglect an entire month. No, anyway, it's it, it, dumb. The years, the Wait years, until January, at least. To yeah, be like, the, okay. It should be dropping. The best of the year list should be dropping on the 31st or later. So it should be like either yeah. the last day of the, of the month uh, of December or in January. And guess what? This mm-hmm. is dropping on the 31st. So yeah, you know it, what? Well, it's the 30th that we're recording right now. And I'm, I don't plan on doing any more, you know, research. I literally just did the last piece of my year end research on the couch. Yeah. I'm going to, after this is done recording, I'm checking out for the weekend. I'm only going yeah. to work out and eat and drink alcohol. That's, and, and, oh, yeah. and maybe, uh, you know, take some oils, take some little, soft gels if y'all if y'all catch my drift uh, Those, uh or some or some candies right yeah some some to to keep the mood good but yeah Take this weekend once you start seeing some sprites if you know what i mean <laughs> but you know what is after this i'm taking the weekend and yeah and then we'll see y'all on monday uh but no more no more research no more working no more whatever we're just gonna enjoy the weekend yeah. and this is technically wow. the start of it so we're gonna talk about uh, about what we enjoyed from this year. Uh, we're both going to give our list. 
uh, roughly around 10, maybe a bit more, maybe a bit less. And then we're going to talk about our list and see what do we agree, what we agree with and uh, what we don't agree with. And, uh, and, and chat about the films a bit or the albums or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I guess we should just dive into it unless you have anything else. Uh, no, because I guess after this, then we'll talk about uh, some more, I guess, you know, later on we'll get into some of the more personal things, some just how life's been. And, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll talk. We'll get it, because this that, is but... technically a Lazy Bird episode, but it's but it's the bird report. So it's like, yeah, it's you know. bird report. This is a very focused year in review. Okay, this is prestige right here. This is, <laughs> this is, we got you can't see it, but we're we're both we're in suit and tie right now. Like this is this is business class. Yeah, if you're okay? listening doing, to this, if you're listening to this tomorrow and it is New Year's Eve, we're I got a we're report next to me. I don't even like half that shit. Yeah, there's I got champagne chilling. We're we're ringing in the new year with you guys by looking back at this mm. crazy weird year full of ups and downs and dips and dives and dodges and duck and dodge again. Uh, you know. I would say I got 2020 vision, but these glasses say 2022, baby. <laughs> oh, you see, you could have said something like, I got 2020, I got 2020 vision. And you said, I got 2022. You know what I'm saying? That would have been a good, yeah. that would have been a good yeah. bit. Um, yeah. Oh, speaking of bits, uh, y- y'all should check out the, uh, the, I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but the short film that, that uh, Otis did with friends for, uh, for, for, for Christmas. I'm mean, we'll talk about it at the end, but it's really good. He yeah. did the score too and it, it rules. Anyway, let's get into the bird report. Let us yeah, talk. Where are we starting? Where are we, what's what's first on the docket? What's uh let's talk let's talk movies, I guess. Uh okay. do you want to go first or should I? Uh, uh yeah, I'll go first on this one if you want. Yeah. So um how do you want me to do this? Because I, I do have like I have top tens Top ten. So, do you want me to start from ten and go uh, to however, number one? However, you feel. If you want to do, I'm gonna just say in no particular order because I guess I should say the reason why I want to do that is because most of these I'm basing it on my enjoyment, not necessarily on like if I had to give it a number. And even yeah. if I did, they would all be relatively close to one another. So it's like really we're mm-hmm. we're we're splitting hairs at this point. I mean, there's some of them on mine that are kind of like. Dumber, All right. Well, but... <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll tell you what they are, and I'll just give a quick three second, like less than ten word explanation. All right, go for it. Uh, okay, so I, I got eleven on my films, and these are the only eleven films I watched that I guess would be considered twenty twenty one films. I did watch a couple that aren't necessarily from this year, but our first time watches. I guess we'll talk about that later. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I would just but, throw them in this. I would just mix it in, mix throw them in here. Okay. Well then about. I'll just throw in my first time watches right here. Uh, a horror movie, an indie horror movie called possum. It was kind of terrifying and I really dug it. Uh, the King's speech, which my girlfriend showed me cause she loves Royal shit. And it's surprisingly one of the funniest movies ever. Actually. Uh, love the King's speech. Love Colin Firth. Love, uh, What's the fuck? The other guy, uh, Timothy, whatever. Timothy Spall, right? That's him, I think. And then uh, my favorite first viewing of a movie that I'm surprised I haven't watched this. I've kind of been kicking myself in the head for not watching it before, but It Follows. Um, 
Yeah, movie rules. That movie rules, dude. Horror movie that really, I guess, you know, fucking did some sick shit with the genre. And the score is absolutely phenomenal. So those are some first time viewings. Um, all of those are relatively newer movies as well. So mm. um, I'm sure there's a bunch of older shit that I watched for the first time that I just aren't th- not thinking of. Anyway, moving on. 2021 movies. I got 11, so I'll go 11. Uh, number 11, Red Notice. Fucking stupid. Fucking fun. Uh, 10, Mortal Kombat. Fucking slays. Absolutely. Nine, Bo Burnham's Inside. Honestly, very introspective special, and I actually really liked it. Thought I would hate it. Really liked it. Eight, Godzilla versus Kong. Honestly, a really disappointing film, but I'm just a big Godzilla fan, and the fight scenes are Godzilla. Godzilla flips him and then laughs. That's that's all you need to know. That's it. (laughs) Seeing Godzilla Uh, chuckle is... (laughs) (laughs) um number seven the green knight uh david lowry is a fantastic director and this movie is just one of the most beautifully shot films however kind of boring kind of really fucking boring to be honest it's art film a24 if you're in a21 i mean i don't know why i said or a24 a24 is is right a24 the fuck i don't know anyways forever 21 um Green Knight, A24, if you're into that sort of shit, um, you're probably into it. But again, sort of like a slow burn, artsy, good looking movie. Um, Number six, uh, Psycho Goreman, a fun horror comedy made by um, some Canadian directors, I believe. Yes, uh, Stephen Kostansky. He's done a couple um, horror movies uh, recently. Um, I not going to look them up but uh yeah it's a unique movie a lot of uh, practical effects practical costumes it's a monster movie where it's like that monsters are actually there it's not cgi there's a lot of dark humor in it fantastic um number five uh don't look up adam mckay again continuing his america satire of rich people um from this between don't look up Vice and The Big Short. I think that's probably one of the greatest trilogies of American satire. And it's kind of funny that Don't Look Up's getting hate by people because it's the exact people that are being made fun of by that movie. Great stuff. Uh, number four, movie called Sator. Sator. I forget how to pronounce it. Uh, indie occult movie. Um, the production of this movie is something to really... It's it's basically made by one guy. One guy. He has the credits for directing, writing, producing, cinematography, editing, and music. One guy did all of that for this movie. It's phenomenal. If you like movies like The Witch and like really slow burning occult, just like scary shit, definitely check it out. It's on Shutter if you have that. Watch it. It's a fantastic movie. Um, number three, Pig, starring Nicolas Cage, giving one of his best performances. Um, written and directed by Michael Cernoski. Um, just a beautiful movie. Um, fucking strangely dark, strangely has a sense of humor. And <clears throat> I, I don't know, it's weird. And it's just a strange movie. Like, I don't really know how to describe it. It's a one of a kind movie. Um, number two, 
This movie is perhaps the funniest movie I've ever seen in recent memory. No movie has made me laugh harder than this. I'm talking about Eric Andre's Bad Trip. This is the funniest fucking movie. I've never laughed out loud at a movie while sitting on my couch as much as watching this movie. So shout out Eric Andre. He's the fucking king of body humor pranks. The guy's crazy. And then number one, my favorite film of this year was one I watched recently. Um, the Power of the Dog. Uh, just, uh, just, just a really amazing, beautiful movie. The acting is phenomenal. Uh, I love Jesse Plemons. The kid in it is just fucking give that kid awards. Give fucking Benny D his fucking awards too. Um, and... Yeah, that's my number one. Number one. I also forgot to put the Suicide Squad on somewhere on this list. That would probably rank somewhere probably in the six or seven area. But the Suicide Squad was also a very fun movie. If you like James Gunn, you won't be disappointed. Those are my movies. Boom. We have a decent amount of crossover on mine. Yeah, uh, nice. I like first, first, I'm going to, I want to say these are my honorable mentions uh they didn't quite make the top of the top because um not that they weren't in any way shape or form you know they're just they're just uh, like they would be my after the 10 i guess like they're they're right up at the i mean i watch so many goddamn movies and tv shows and stuff that they are up at the top but they just were edged out by other things that I watched and enjoyed. So my honorable mentions and one of them I haven't seen yet, but I already know that I would, it would be in the list would be Spider-Man no way home. I just haven't seen it because I've been stuck inside. Uh, I mean, that's just the absolute apex of like popcorn movie. Like, yeah. And I mean, you know me, I love, I love Marvel. I love Spider-Man and be like, yeah, wait, Anyway, anyway, we were both talking about that. We it, it's a it's it's the definition of popcorn film. It's the culmination of all the franchises. It's got all the nostalgia and everything, and all that villains and all the Spider Man. I'm sure it would have been on my list. So I put that as like a you know, that's that's would be an honorable mention if I saw it. It may have even been on the list if I saw it, but I'm stuck inside. Mm-hmm. Okay, my three honorable me- mentions that are the real ones would be. Uh, no time to die. Um, nice. Carrie Joji Fukunawa, Red Notice, which I'm glad you said Red Notice. To me, it was a great popcorn flick, super yeah. enjoyable. Um, it's an easy watch, couple chuckles, couple wow moments, but it you know it it wasn't uh, just doesn't edge all the way up into my list for me. But I enjoyed it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And then Inside was the other one. Bo Burnham's Inside, uh, yeah. incredible special. Um, incredible uh, kind of cinematic experience uh, and the fact that he did it all himself and how kind of prescient and pertinent it was and how funny it was. I really enjoyed it. I think it kind of got dulled down by me because everybody wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah, yeah. That was the thing where like the cult of white girls really was just like, okay, I get it. Shut the fuck up. And then when like Spotify like released the like UN list and everyone's like, oh, I've been listening to a lot of Bo Burnham. Can't you tell I've had a a, like a stressful year? It's like, yeah, everyone has. Get like shut up. Like anyway, needless to say, the actual the actual uh, um, special 
is yeah, is fantastic. great. Um, mm-hmm. No Time to Die. It's an honorable mention because, uh, you know, Carrie does, the director does so, I don't know him personally, I should say the director. Uh, the director yeah. does such Funny a good job um, at, uh, at, at and, and it's beautifully shot. It's a little long um, and it's a little kind of overstuffed emotionally, but I respect the fact that they tried to create an overarching James Bond story through Mm -hmm. Daniel Craig's career and the fact that they ended it on such like a, a wide or a a large kind of crazy ending. And, and there's the whole like martyrdom of James Bond and all that. And it just, I thought that in the end it has its flaws, but it's a beautiful movie and it's worth a watch, especially if you like any of uh, Fuginawa's other work, the, 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 the true detective season one, um, Beasts of No Nation, et cetera, et cetera. It's a very beautifully shot film and put together well. Okay, now that's enough. Let me go through my top movies. Some of these you said, some of them you didn't. Um, So The Suicide Squad, that's on my list. Uh, It's a late edition. I only recently watched it. Um, But uh, boy, I wished I watched it earlier. It was fun. Mm -hmm. It was uh, silly and snarky, but also hyper-violent and like just kind of all over the place. It really felt like uh, how I imagine a comic book would feel on screen. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I was, I was watching it and I was like, this feels like a comic. It makes me want to see James Gunn make a Punisher movie. Oh my God. Oh my God. That would be so sick. Yeah. Because I think he gets the right balance of violence and humor that like the Punisher comments actually have, especially in like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that also did fucking Preacher and the boys, that writer. But anyways, Garth something, Garth Ennis. So yeah, like that storyline, the Punisher is kind of funny, but it's also really dark and violent. I think James Gunn would do fantastic at that. Yeah, and I, I also love the visuals in the film, like the Harley Quinn escape scene with the flowers yep. and the all of it. It was just the right amount of like bombastic but gritty at the same time. Anyway, uh, the next one on my list is another one you mentioned, Don't Look Up. Um, Adam McKay, look. I'm going to keep it real. This movie was good. And I know this movie was good because I couldn't stop thinking about it for like two days or three days after I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He makes movies f- that tr- lull you into thinking that everything that's actually going on is, is a farce, but then smacks you at the end with, with the reality of it. Like, don't look up is isn't really based in reality. Like, it's not like Vice or The Big Short, but that last scene where they're at the dinner table is like yeah. I've had nightmares about that. Like, it 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 it's so upsetting, and I was just absolutely shaken. And then for a couple of days, I just was couldn't stop thinking about it, and it's so on the nose with so much that has been happening almost too much, especially with the whole Omicron stuff happening and all the things that are going on. Like I feel like if, if Omicron hadn't come around and I watched it, I would feel, I wouldn't have felt so like kind of like I was being choked out by a film, but um, even the characterizations of it are like, so like, 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 um, 
like Jonah Hill's like he's playing a caricature of multiple different people. And I'm like, fuck, I know every person that he's embodying yeah. in this piece of shit. <laughs> and like the fact that that the Jennifer Lawrence is labeled like this crazy woman for like fearing and, and being and yeah. being like vocal about her fears about the future. And then you literally see that happening. Like something mm-hmm. something happens in real life where someone's like, yo, if we don't stop doing this, we're going to have like hundreds of animals dead or hundreds of thousands of animals die. And then, or we're going to have the earth heat up or we're going to have this, or we're going to whatever horrible fucking thing corporations are doing to the world and humanity is doing the world. And then people just make memes about it. Like it, it, it was just yeah. so perfect. Um, and so, yeah, that one's on my like, list. Remember when the Gulf of Mexico was on fire and people just made made memes about it, and now no one's talked about that in you know like the last. And it's four, isn't that in months? the movie? Like I'm, I'm pretty Maybe. sure that they they're talking about that at one point in the movie, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you see the waters on fire." But see, people are I making feel like memes that's about probably it. A joke that just happens to be timely because like Adam McKay also wrote this like like a couple years ago and like he wrote it during the Trump administration, but like before coronavirus, I don't know. Like or coronavirus. So like, it's like, I understand how, like, it's like, yeah, you could totally see how writing, but yeah, it almost nails it on the head. So effective. Yeah. It's, it's (laughs) good. Like if you, if you like that kind of set, like it, it is a great movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying it choked me out. Like it came for me. I watched it. I was not ready. It was Christmas Eve or Christmas day or whatever day it came out. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to pop it in. And I should have known because after I watched big short, I feel like smashing my TV and going on a drive into a wall. After I watched vice, it made me want to, you know, blow up myself up. Like it's, it just is very, very like, it's like, ha, this is all so funny. This is all so satirical. So funny. It's satirical. But then it's like, wait, this is like actually what happened. Oh my God. And then you're like, oh my God. You know, it's just, he's just so brilliant with that. So I agree. That's on my list. I also mm-hmm. like that you said pig. Pig's on my list too. Um, I don't know really what else to say about this movie. Uh, uh, Nicholas Cage has his truffle pig stolen. And then he goes into the seedy underworld of... Uh, selling truffles to restaurants, which also some reason enjoy or uh, is has a uh, late night fight club between. I, I don't know. It's it's I know, just it, the, it's the movie, so wild. Like, that somehow dwells into like John Wick, like underground surrealism. Yeah, somehow it's, it's so. But like wild. it makes sense. And it's like wait, was like Anthony Bourdain like fucking some dude up for like truffles? Like was that yeah. going on beneath like? I don't know, man. It's, Imagine it's one wild. day you go to a fight club and Action Bronson is beating the shit out of some dude for like rare virgin oil or something. Man, I'm telling you guys, uh, Nicolas Cage, incredible performance. He's so subdued yet so fiery the entire movie. There's some real points of like, of like you can almost palpable pain. Um, it's a weird one for sure, but it's worth a watch, especially if you love film. It's it's beautifully shot. There's a lot of really cool stuff that happens cinematography-wise and stuff. Um, it's great. All right, one that's on my list that wasn't on your list, uh, I got to say I really, really enjoyed Zack Snyder's Justice League. 
I watched it again. Um, and I, you know, it, it works best when you split it into two cause it's so long, but, um, I'm just really happy that it finally came out, uh, with, even mm-hmm. with all of its flaws and everything. I'm, I really think that as time has gone on, um, especially if you kind of watch it, man of steel, Batman versus Superman ultimate edition, and then Zack Snyder's justice league, that those three films are, uh, banging comic book films just absolutely that trilogy of what Zack Snyder originally actually wanted uh as opposed to the meddling of the studios and the things that had to change and stuff it's brilliant to see it done all the way through and you realize now why Zack Snyder originally announced Justice League as a two-part film because it was so much, right? Yeah, it's a but, long thing. But if you like, watch, I honestly forgot about that. Like, it's not because I didn't dislike, like, didn't like it. I just forgot about it. It would probably be on my lower end of the list just because. Oh yeah, it is so long, but it is it it is nice to see Zack Snyder get his redemption and people actually be like, oh yeah, this is actually a digestible movie and not like half decent half absolute yeah half cooked mess. half cooked fucking uh joss whedon bullshit um okay so yeah that i mean we have a whole podcast on that episode yeah, exactly. so you are on that that movie so you can go back and listen to the uh zach snyder's justice league podcast i mean probably now after watching it a couple times i i might have a couple different or addendums to add but this is not the time nor the place that's just one mm-hmm. on my list okay this one is one that i don't know if a lot of people have seen um, I highly recommend you see it because it's really, really funny. It's really fun. Uh, it's, it's surprisingly enjoyable. Um, it's based on a game that I didn't even know that, but it is, uh, it is a little movie called werewolves within, uh, and it was released by, uh, it was released earlier this year. Uh, it was directed by Josh Rubin, um, it didn't even make a million dollars in the box office, uh, but it sits at a, at an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's a horror comedy about these people who are in a small town that are being picked off one by one by a werewolf. And, uh, and it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's funny. It's hilarious. I laughed out loud. It was, it was one of the better watching experiences of the year. Cause I had no idea about it. And I saw the trailer on YouTube and I thought, oh, that looks like it's surprisingly good for like a, you know, lower budget film. I don't really know much about uh-huh. it. And I watched it and it was just, it was great. I laughed the whole time through. It's got some really cool twists and turns. I knew nothing about the game or nothing about anything that was connected to it. I just watched it and it's not really connected to the game either at all. Um, but it plays out kind of like clue with a werewolf. It's really sick. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, uh, you're looking for something yeah. light, something fun to watch that's competently made and it looks really good for its smaller budget. This is the movie you want to watch. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. That one's on my list. That's one that I just, I should go watch it now. Um, Especially, I know you told me already to watch it multiple times and it has been on my list. Sam Richardson's just one of my favorites right now, especially, you know, his appearances and I think you should leave and him and Detroiters. It's just the stuff with Tim Robinson's fantastic. And he's hilarious, especially in Veep. And 
yeah, I'm yeah, glad to killer. see that he's getting leading roles in because wasn't he in that Chris Pratt like sci-fi movie as well? Uh, what the Tomorrow War? Yeah, which wh- I think regardless, so. it's I'm just glad to see Sam Richardson getting. Good, yeah, it's ki- it's role. it's a ki- it's a killer movie. All right, the next one was on your list. Uh, I guess we'll just flat out say it now. Not the greatest movie of all time. If you're looking for if you're looking for 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 plot, if you're looking for um, uh, you know, anything that normal cinephiles would look for, uh, but probably the greatest video game adaptation that's ever come out so far. Insanely satisfying. They mix the new story with the old characters in a way that's really interesting. And you see others, there were so many Easter eggs and stuff like that. And it was just also violent as hell mm-hmm. and, and so much fun to watch it's mortal Kombat. uh just if you grew up playing madness. yeah it's madness if you grew up playing mortal Kombat and you saw the original mortal Kombat adaptation from the 90s i mean those were sick when as a kid in the 90s those movies fucking absolutely go hard yeah but this i mean and the thing they're retrospectively they're, <laughs> there's some issues but i mean this one it I, yes, it has the flaw of it being the setup for a new franchise, and I think that that is it to its detriment because we spend too much time in the front and the and the kind of start of it setting it up for the last like hour or like because it's like or last forty minutes or something. It's a lot of setting it up and bringing the characters in and doing all the stuff, and there's some parts in the first half that are exciting and whatever but it's it's all building it up to that last like 40 minutes of fighting 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 switching between the different fights and then in the last like 15 20 minutes where you have the them you know the scorpion coming and sub-zero all this stuff oh man it's so sick so sick uh, so it made it on my list because watching it the first time was like I felt like a kid again. I had to throw it on there. Um, I'm looking forward to the sequel. I I feel like it's probably the best video game adaptation out there. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, video game movies. It's not. Yeah, it's not like there's tough competition really. No, and I mean again, it's not the greatest film. Like I'm not gonna. This is not gonna win any awards. But you know. From my my own personal experience, that's on there. Uh, but as far as fighting movies, it has everything you want. It's got sick locations, sick kills, sick fights, sick combos. And then also, you know, the Mortal Kombat universe just has such eclectic characters. And, and iconic characters. Mm-hmm. And just... Yes, and I-, I also like the fact that they brought back from the back catalog for the first movie, and they didn't necessarily use all of the ones that people would know... Yeah, they use some deep cuts as well to like fill in and like you know shout outs noob, noob sidebot right like so like you know but you know you can't just go and throw all like the big boys all at once you can't just yeah. do that you need to build stuff up and they 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 did a good job of that yeah they they brought in like Raiko and like a bunch of and a bunch of people who are from the later games that were on the Outworld team and stuff like mm-hmm. that and they didn't have Johnny Cage and they didn't have you know, the, there were other characters, main characters that they didn't have or didn't do a lot. Like Shang Sun didn't do, Shang Sung didn't do a lot, and Raiden really didn't do a lot. Like we didn't see them fight at all or do. You know, they played it 
really, really smart. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm interested to see the second one. Okay, now let's well, get into- Well, there's definitely going to be a second one because that movie did huge on streaming. Like, oh, that's yeah. one of the big hits of, like, first big hits of streaming, I think, was that and Godzilla vs. King Kong. So yeah, at the start of the shout year. Shout-outs, dumb action movies for being dumb and putting people on seats of movies. Yeah. Watch. And uh, now we're going to talk about uh, these are well. The, I'm going to I'm going I'm to say t- uh, there's t- two of these. Sorry, I didn't mean to breathe on the microphone. There's two of these that you already said. That's the power of the dog and the Green Knight. Uh, the Green Knight is. Uh, I agree with you. It's a slow burn, but it is beautiful. It is an amazing yeah. movie to watch. Uh, and so, if you're a fan of of visually striking movies and Arthurian legends and just like really poetic filmmaking and the way that it's all put together, you will love it. It's slow. It's not, uh, it's something that you kind of take in uh, as you watch it. It's not necessarily a fast action movie or anything like that, but it's, it's really, really dope. It's, it reminded me of um, uh, another film similar would be like the King that was out on Netflix. That's a great, it's a slow, slower burning, visually striking film, um, period piece. This one has more magic and stuff, but it's, it's dope. Yeah. It's kind of like, what if like Lord of the Rings was like a lower budget, like art film, almost like just the way, like the round table scene when the fucking night comes at the beginning, like just the way that, it's shot and just the way it builds tension fan. And then the ending scene, fantastic. However, there's a whole middle section of the movie, which is just kind of like boring, but that's also the story that it's telling the story of a a shitty night, a reluctant shitty night. Yeah. Kind of. And it's, and it's a, it's a, but it's also got a lot of really beautiful shots. I mean, yeah. that's the thing is that like not a lot happens, but you see a lot of like cool things. But for a mm-hmm. lot of people, that doesn't that's not enough, I guess, or something. I don't know. But it's great. Yeah, it, it's a great film. It's I'm uh, it's on my list. Uh, another one that's on you put I up mean, there. That the power- movie I should have definitely watched in the theater. I think if I watched The Green Knight in the theater, I would have probably hit me a bit better just because it is a more of a visual movie. So with a bigger screen anyway. Yeah. Um, this one was also a late edition. I only watched it this week, but it is definitely up there. It was on your list. The power of the dog. Uh, wow. Um, I, I don't really want to talk too much about this movie because I think yeah. people need to see it. Uh, it is one of those films that you just don't expect. Um, uh, it to be so gripping um and so well acted like i, I saw the title and power of the dog like what it, you know it's about cowboys i guess but it's about i don't know like the it was very like in the trailers and stuff very misleading not misleading yeah. but like it didn't give away a Ominous. whole lot it wasn't really you had no idea what the movie yeah plot wise uh and then when you watch it you're just like wow and everybody in it was killer uh Kirsten Dunst, uh um Cody Smith McPhee, uh Jesse Plemons, 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 is that how you say Plemons? Yeah. Um obviously Benedict Cumberbatch just wow. Uh it, it was killer. It it was outstanding. Um so watch it. 
It's yeah. it's really good. Like it's. Um, I'm going to make a call and say director and screenwriter Jane Campion. She's going to be coming home with some awards. I hope so. At least this. I think this movie. This is like my lead contender of award movies. I would say because it's so phenomenal. You got the Johnny Greenwood score, and you know when you get the Johnny Greenwood score, you know you're doing fucking business. It's um, it, it was it's yeah. I, I don't want to yeah, give away yeah. too much because like I know I want to talk. About I want to talk yeah, about it too, but we'll talk about it after when we're playing video I'll, games. We'll talk. I'll about say it. this: if the only movie that I could think of that like has a similar tone and like drama that plays out is the movie Phantom Thread, the Paul Thomas Anderson movie, which a fantastic movie. So if you've seen that, you might be able to know what I'm talking about. And if not, you probably have no fucking idea what I'm saying. But just watch the movie if you like good, period, well-acted, well, just a fucking, an adult movie. (laughs) A movie for people that are like, ah, yes, an adult story for adults. Yeah. Thank you. It's it's real good. Um, Another one that's on my list uh, from earlier in the year, I really did enjoy Judas and the Black Messiah. I thought it was really good. Oh, um, fuck. Yeah, I guess that does count for yeah. this. I, so, I guess, well, I think it was technically last year, but I never saw it till this year. But anyway, yes, fantastic. Uh, no, it, it dropped this year. It was just really early, I think, February of this year. Okay, then that one probably hits in my top five somewhere because, yeah. yeah, that movie was fantastic. Uh, the Directed by Shaka King. Um, just... Uh, just killer. I mean, I'm. Yeah. I don't want to get. This has been out for a while, and we're we're going. We're dragging well, I mean, on it's the with the story of Fred Hampton. So yeah, if so, you know the story so, of the Black Panthers, it's, yeah, you can. Like, but we're dragging. Oh. Like we're we're already at 37. So I want to. I'm gonna speed it up a little bit because we've been talking. Um, my last two that are on here. One of them is uh, probably contender for me for my favorite movie of the year. Uh, that would be uh, uh, Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Um, I. Love hard sci-fi. I've read the Dune books. Uh, I love Villeneuve's filmmaking styles. He's one of my favorite directors. He like hasn't missed in my mind. Uh, and this was one of the first movies in probably since I can remember that when it ended, I immediately was like pissed off because I have to wait for the next one. Like it wasn't like I was, and I was like, I was, I was so invested in it that when it ended, because it ends halfway, it ends on a cliffhanger or like halfway through the story that when it ended, I was caught off guard and immediately angry because I was like, I want to see more of this world. I want to see what happens. I'm invested in it. It is a slow burn movie. Um, Obviously the second film is going to cover all of the really bonkers stuff like him uh you know riding Boxing the airport. riding the shy halud and stuff like that See, and like right pardon I said i was right he fucks an airform basically same thing yeah yeah um uh and uh and stuff but wow beautiful beautiful film um world building in it is absolutely insane uh just the vibe of it too is really good all of the actors are just firing fire are just filling their roles perfectly. Um, yeah, it's a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it's Dune. But like I watched it and was like elated the whole time 
So you know what? That might be the top for me. Um, but yeah. again, this I'm not really putting any numbers on it because these are all sick films and we're talking split and hairs. The last one might be a little bit unexpected, but I just loved it so much um, because it was so different and so refreshing. And I'm just really happy to see uh, the, to to watch something like that because it was kind of like, I don't know, it reminded me of like an anime, but it was real. Anyway, Shang-Chi. Uh, I, I absolutely didn't really like Black Widow and, you know, I, I was, I haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, um, but I was late to see Shang-Chi because it came out on streaming eventually and I watched it and I just thoroughly enjoyed myself. A great popcorn flick from Marvel, but not, they don't lean heavily on the Marvel cinematic universe because Shang-Chi is kind of a relatively unknown character um you know and they it's just fun kung fu like it's just a bunch of kung fu fighting and like it's sick <laughs> like i don't know there's a dragon and like it's sick and uh yeah i just really enjoyed it i mean it's not the top of the the year i think it's the last one that i wrote down but um yeah refreshing uh refreshing kind of step away from all of the kind of multiverse and blah, 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 all that stuff with, with Marvel and just kind of creating a new character on screen for a lot of people. And there's just something so likable about uh, Simu Liu and he just does such a good job. I don't know. I just really enjoyed Shang-Chi. Maybe that's just me. I don't even know if you watched it, but um, no. yeah, it's, it's got some cool fight scenes and it's, yeah, it's got a dragon. I don't know. There's like, like lions that have wings or something. I don't know. It's crazy. There's a lot of a stuff griffin? that happens. Uh, no, no. It maybe it doesn't have wings. Maybe it's just like a. It looks like those old, you know, and like Chinese lions uh, when they would draw them, how their faces would look like. I'll show you a picture I, later. I You'll know what I mean. Oh. Um. All right. But it, it was it was surprisingly good, and I did enjoy mm -hmm. it. Um. And that 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 will be the last of uh, the movies. I don't know. Is there anything? Yeah. We agreed on uh, a lot of them. I mean, yeah, Pig, Don't uh, Look Up, Suicide Squad, Werewolves, or yeah, no, Mortal Kombat, Power so. of the Dog, Green Knight. Yeah. Um, I would recommend you watch Sator. I think you would really dig that movie. Like, I can't, I don't, I don't really want to say too much about it without spoiling it, but like, I'll take a look at it. It's a fan. If you have a Shudder subscription, I don't know if it's anywhere else but that's where i saw it it's a fantastic movie and knowing that it was i don't know i think also like it was something that i was talking about with brian a lot like and he's, we both like really liked the idea like the idea that like one person did so much in the film like and just the way it looks it's just a very unique film and if you like occult shit anyways and i know you do i so. do so i will definitely check that out all right, let's get to the music, the albums. Okay, so for this one here, uh, let's just say them and then have like one sentence and then go to the next one. Yeah, I mean, like mine, I don't really have a whole lot to say about because a lot of it's stuff that we've previously talked about. Um, but yeah, if you want to do yours first. Sure, time, I'll do then... mine first. Okay, so here are my top albums in no order. Uh, specifically, um, again, this is albums that I really enjoyed. I'll say like a quick line afterwards. I'm not going to, uh, gab your ears off. If you agree with these, or if you 
you know, really like the artist or you maybe it piques your interest, I recommend you check them out. Let's get through them real quick. Um, in no particular order, uh, Amine 2.5, um, fun, uh, uh, bombastic, different. Um, it's just catchy. so catch, catchy and danceable, but also lyrical and good. I just really, really like that project. It's not, I guess it's a mixtape sequel to 1.5. I, there's just some stuff on there that I think is super cool. And I love the fact that he's experimenting second. I'm sure this is on your list. Uh, idols crawler, Kenny beats idols. We have a whole podcast about that album slaps goes crazy. Um, Vince staples, Vince staples, Vince staples, Kenny beats, uh, understatedly genius, uh, amazing beat choices. Uh, Vince staples doing his damn thing. Love it. Outstanding wicked 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 record um molly drag resemble another uh this is an artist a local artist uh from london and then montreal um who i used to know a long time ago but he makes music as molly drag it's very ethereal uh lo-fi acoustic um uh kind of electronic it's his own sound. It's very dark, but it's very airy and ethereal. And it's it, this album resemble another, uh, specifically the song flying object, just beautiful, beautiful stuff. All black. Thank you for fucking with me or T Y for F W M. Uh, I love the sound of the new West coast bounce. Um, and I love it when rappers are just talking their bullshit. This album is like just song after song of all black signature Oakland, uh, style rapping and West Coast New Bounce, like new West Coast beats, uh, just fantastic. Turnstile, uh, Glow On. Uh, what else can be said that hasn't been said by all the critics? Turnstile fantastic. is pushing pushing the envelope for uh, hardcore and, and all genres and genre bending, uh, you know, mm -hmm. genre bending music. Um, and it's just really good. It's a really cool listen. Uh, DJ Lucas, Big Bleep Music 5. Uh, DJ Lucas, West Mass. Um, what can you say? DJ! Uh, he just is doing his own thing. Absolutely, totally, 100% authentically himself. And he's getting better and better every album he releases. This one has some absolute bangers on it. I love it. Uh, this one's for, not, not for, but a friend of mine, um, Inner Moonlight, Emerson Corleone. I have listened to the shit out of that album. Uh, I truly believe he's crafted something really, really special. I wish more people would hear it. I wish that, uh, you know, he deserve people should listen to it because he is so holy himself and putting, uh, making, mixing bars about, about, you know, packing bags filled yeah packing bags full of things. weed and then uh you know movies and then poetry and then uh you know references from like old hip hop albums and he just his mind is so crazy his bars are so clear it's so good uh and i absolutely love it i'm getting there sorry this is i have quite a few uh yg and mozzie community service um, Absolutely. That that it's you know what Mozzie has quickly become one of my favorite rappers, uh, and YG is doing his thing. YG's being YG, but um, again, West Coast, the new West Coast sound, the West Coast bounce, the whatever you want to call it. Um, YG Mozzie together, it's like you know they just need to throw a couple more people in there, and then you have like the West Coast Ultron. 
uh, or uh, Voltron, Voltron. That's what. It, what's the one <laughs> when you put them together? Voltron. Yeah. Voltron, um, yeah. Come together. Uh, incredible, incredible, I fun see. album. Uh, it's just a good listen to. We bumped it in the car at the cottage, and and we both were like, "Wow, this is too sick." I I really love that record. Uh, Wiki Half God. Anything Wiki does to me is blessed. But he uh, took it in some experimental and different ways uh, than he did on his last um, records. Uh, and just it just came out as this really, really, really kind of raw, um, but also lyrical. And at times it's really bouncy and danceable, but other times it's very dissonant. It's just a really great record, uh, rap record. Okay, so here are three, all with Alchemist uh, as the producer, Armand Hammer, Haram, uh, and then Boldy James, both Super Tecmo, Bo, and Bo Jackson. Incredible hip-hop records, incredible production. Uh, what can you say about The Alchemist that hasn't been said? Boldy James, member of, Gris- or, uh, member of Griselda Records now. Armand Hammer, a duo that, you know, the switches and the flows and going from things that sing song to hard like street bars to everything all with alchemist production behind it and the and and they're super personal but also topical songs it just works really really well um that was like a match made in heaven uh two more that i'm going to throw out and then one one honorable mention uh the second last one is a tear in the fabric of life by knocked loose uh, probably one of the best heavy releases of the year as far as like metalcore goes. Um, yeah. Just absolutely uh, incredible that they dropped the video that went with the whole EP. The fact that it's an EP that's that's kind of like a made-up story, like it's an actual like, uh, what do you call it, concept EP, but it's yeah. con- conceptually something that everybody's dealt with um, is amazing. And then uh, I guess, so the last two that I'll say are, um, these are kind of honorable mentions, I guess. I don't know. They aren't really the best ones of the year, but I wanted to shout them out. One is Faces Mac Miller finally being on streaming services. Uh, When it came out, it gave me a chance to go back into it again um, for the first time in a while and really listen to it. genius yeah and and we and it it is it's one of mine too but you know sometimes you just don't get around to listening to things especially since like i've moved i mean it's kind of depressing now listening to it considering the whole album's about being depressed and a drug act so yeah but i mean it's it's amazing like i listened to it so many times through over and over again i just re-fell in love with it it reaffirmed everything that i thought about it and so i wanted to add it in here even though it's not a new record uh, per se, it may be new for a lot of people, and it is phenomenal. It is one of his best, if not his best, and uh, it's just so good. And the other one is, uh, I just want to say that Lil Nas X's album was surprisingly good. And uh, I mean, I don't know if it fits into the album of the year for me personally but listening to it when it came out i was really proud of the guy for putting together something so uh cohesive and something wholly his own and um i wish him nothing but the best and i i just felt like i should add that on as a tack on there and some of the songs actually are really good industry baby pretty sick uh sun goes down really good pop song uh there's stuff on there that really goes so you know what 
good for you, Lil Nas X. You keep selling your Satan shoes and making people mad. I'm happy for you for putting out something dope. That was my list of albums for the year. I don't know. Nice. We may have overlap. Uh, there's a fuckload of overlap, actually. It's like 70% overlap, I would say. Mm, we must uh, be friends. We must have. <laughs> wow. We must like the exact same type of rap music. Because um, let's go through this. So, uh, number 13, YG and Mozzie, community service. Like you said, just hard West Coast bars, beats, type of shit that makes you want to go shoot up a block for no reason. I don't condone that behavior, obviously. Do it in like VR or something, but like play 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 GTA. Put this album on, and you'll just be co- killing hookers. For like or here's another: you you and your boys are getting ready or, or to 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 go to go out for a night. Let 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 the manliest person in the world, Young Ma, get you get you stoked on Mad because yeah. her Mozzie and YG Man, just talk there. Absolute, it just makes you want to go out there and be like a boss. Like it's just a banger. That song yeah. goes crazy. And the craziest thing is that is that Young Ma is kind of like the anchor of the song. Like when she comes in, you go, yeah. oh, you know, funny how I eat her later on. I need to cook and shit. I'm like, ah, woo, yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, song, yeah, that, that that song goes hard. That that is a standout track and just just one of the hard, just one of the hardest songs. Uh, recently that i've heard like shout out <laughs> just shout out whoever stuff. made that beat as well like it's just the hardest song because he got his bitch to it i just like, can't believe you it. said it's one of the hardest songs just ever i've recently heard that's perfect yeah it's yeah. a good one that's yeah. a good one okay continue but, yeah uh number 12 um this is for the silly people. And if you're not silly, then don't listen to this album. But Zach Fox, Kenny Beats, shut the fuck up talking to me. Oh, just, that should have been on mine too. Cause that one rules. Just, just hilarious. Just it's Zach Fox being Zach Fox. If you're a fan of Zach Fox and just his absurd take of rap music and just the nonsense it is. And just if, if you can deal with, 200 of the dumbest analogies then you'll be fine and it's over top of some of kenny beats best beats and it's like (laughs) this is dumb yeah it's kenny beats it's dumb fun it's kenny beats and someone else too and i think there's three of them that did it but yeah it's uh uh shut the fuck up talking to me is is uh an insanely fun hip-hop thing that's a good oh, yeah, i think gla- there's an alchemist beat on there too there is there is an alchemist beat on there uh i think i might have fucked this up i think i might have i think i meant to put vince staples and kenny beats because that's the next one i have on my list is vince staples the self-title which was wholly produced by kenny Beats, yes. correct okay i think that's where i meant to put the kenny beats but there is kenny um, beats to, there are i think two kenny beats beats on uh, Zach yeah. Fox's. Anyway, a great addition. I mean, there's any all over this list. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, 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 I back that. That one can be added into the communal uh, top of the year. Yeah, great, great. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, Vince Staples, the self-titled album. Um. Just fantastic. Um. It's. Uh. I don't know. There's some softer songs on there. Some more. 
I guess you'd say more pop radio friendly songs, but it's still Vince Staples. It's not like Vince Staples has gone soft by any means. The songs are still about shooting people. He's just found a very nuanced and poetic way of talking about his life as a young gangster and, you know, talking about the streets. And obviously, and, you know, Kenny Beats is, you know, just one of the best producers working today. I would say, 2021 if you're talking hip-hop the only top two producers are kenny beats and alchemist i think that's that's the top two and vince staples has just consistently been one of the best rappers ever in the last five years every project he's put out is sick and this one is no different also check out his npr tiny desk because that is also yeah, a very good incredible. one that was a good one yeah, I agree. And I agree. I like the fact that it is much more of a nuanced and poetic take. But at the same time, it does sound wholly like him and Kenny and him crafted something super special, super special. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, you mentioned it as well, which I was actually surprised this one was on your list. Hammer and the Alchemist, Baram. Um, if you just like dirty, gritty underground rap that just like some of the beats are fucking disgusting some of it's just old soul or jazz samples it's jazz rap at its core i guess if you want to put label on it a very unique take um between uh the two rappers um uh billy woods and lucid their styles they have very unique different styles and when they come together over top of alchemist beats fantastic plus there's some earl sweatshirt features on there which is always nice i think that's what i was trying to get at when i said you know so it goes so quickly from kind of like uh the sing-songy more lackadaisical vocal stylings of one of them to uh suddenly being like sounding like you're being mugged yeah, I think Billy Woods uh, has the deeper one, whereas Elucid, yeah. he kind of like rides and flows a bit better. Like not bet, not better, but like but differently. Like, yeah, it's more, more laid back it, flow, yeah, whereas more Billy laid- Woods is like he's more in your face. I yeah. think it's like um, it's like, like it, if you listen to the song SpongeBob, like it's very like menacing. Yeah, it's it's really cool and how their flows and cadences work with one another and stuff like that. That it's you know at one point of the song you'll be like this is almost kind of upbeat and jazzy and hopeful and then suddenly it'll pivot into being like you know the streets turned me to a monster type like you know, it's just so wild and grime oh it's so good okay continue go ahead uh number nine this one wasn't on your list uh benny the butcher and uh harry fraud plugs i met two um benny the butcher obviously he, i think he's just going to be one of the hottest rappers out um, I guess you could say that about anybody in Griselda, but I really think Benny the Butcher just some of his bars are just so hard. And then also this one has some of the hardest features on it, like on Plug Talk Two Chains, and then on Talking Back, you get Fat Joe, who just gives one of the hardest verses ever. Like when I first heard this verse, I had to stop the song, go back, and be like, "What the fuck did he just say?" <laughs> like. It's and I can't repeat these bars, so do yourself a favor and go listen yeah. to this project. And obviously, Harry Fraud, you know, he goes back. We talked about him a bit on the Action Bronson episode. He's from that 
read to people lots of samples you know like old guitar he uses a lot of guitar samples i love it it's a very similar production style to the alchemist so if you're into that you'll obviously dig this i guess obviously you're if you if you're into the alchemist probably are already into benny the butcher so what can i say yeah that was actually on my list and then i was like i can't i can't keep adding mm-hmm. so i took it off but yeah it was it was on my list i just was like i can't have like 30 albums mm-hmm. um these next two are ones you also are mentioned already so one's the homie uh emerson corleone inner moonlight uh fantastic album um fantastic i guess if you want to put it in categories it'd be like backpack rap jazz rap it's just like you know rap for you know somebody that likes actually gives a shit about somebody that writes you know and you know it's not in your face it's not aggressive it's just he very confident his, his ear for beats is fantastic i love the beats some of the production is fucking wild like uh what's the fucking morocco has one of the wildest fucking beats i've ever heard and i'm like fuck me like i i want that beat i i, I wish I, that was my beat yeah man. but shout outs to him he's the fucking dude run that album up please um uh number seven you also had this ep binoculars tear in the fabric of life um Abby. what can i say that you already have said the fucking one song god knows is the heaviest song like i've never there hasn't been a song that like in recent memory that's made me want to just fucking throw down so hard that's the one that song absolutely rips the second track on the album goes so fucking hard oh. yeah it's really good just the way um, that that guy goes Terror! it's it's so good oh yeah. my god okay continue uh number 6 uh my favorite band of all time uh every time i die their album radical um a lot of these songs were released on as singles throughout the last sort of year and a half um they've been sort of keeping this album aside since every time i die is a band that is 100% about live shows they waited until things were semi back to normal before releasing it so kudos to them cuz they they're 100% hardworking band and just this album is just natural progression it just rips like i I don't really know what to say about every time i die like if you love the band you're gonna love the album if you don't like every time i die you're fucking dumb i i like well i'm i'm not gonna i don't want to i don't want to 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 spread some misinformation but every time i die is on my board for next couple months so we might be circling around and talking about them sometime soon because i mean yeah that, that'd be one that i could definitely do i mean that's been an episode that you know i've been like we're gonna do it i just don't know when but that's a for sure episode so give it it's yeah fantastic album um rips on all all levels musically lyrically sonically everything also the single uh I forget what it's something feather. Uh, the singer of Manchester Orchestra is in it. It's just a great, great song. It's just a really catchy song. And it's, and it, it's not a song you would think every time I die would write, but it's like, oh shit, that is every time I die, that rips. Okay. Number five, you also had this on your list. Uh, Bully James Alchemist, Bo Jackson. This song makes me feel like I should go commit felonies in Detroit. Um, the beat for flight risk should literally be illegal 
um, yeah. Alchemist should be put onto the no-fly <laughs> list for that fucking beat. Like should, that beat. Is you should terrorism. you should go to prison. There's there's yeah. a couple there's a couple from that album where like I didn't want to go too hard talking about it, but on that album and on Tecmo Bow, the yeah. song Hot Water Tank. That mm-hmm. beat is like absolute. Like, there's just a bunch of stuff on both of these where it's just oh, like, so good. Boldy James is every bar delivering. Like, there's not a bar out of place, and the beats yeah. are immaculate. Flight risk makes me want to tear out my hair. Like, it's so good. <laughs> um, it's so hard, dude. Oh God, damn. incredible. Like, yeah, both of those albums. Uh insane insane i don't i don't know what else to say alchemist take your flowers boldy james take your flowers yeah incredible work plus that earl sweatshirt uh uh feature too on Mm -hmm. on what was the song on uh bo jackson with him um Uh, i really uh, like it photographic memory yeah oh wait yeah yeah is that the one yeah that's the one i know evidence is on right it's evidence and earl um yeah, I think I could I be mixing up. I think it's, I think anyways. so. Oh no, it's Rock Marciano. Oh, sorry, Rock Marciano. It's on, yeah, sorry, they have similar flows. I'm not. Maybe crazy. he's on there too, and I just don't see. I think evidence is on a song. Okay, let me just pull it up and look at the title here because it might be. Uh, photographic memories is Earl Sweatshirt, Boldy James, The Alchemist, and Rock Marciano. He has Stove God to oh, Diamond Dallas. That song rules too. Yeah. Oh my God. Just so many anyway, good songs. Okay, just listen yeah. to both of those. They're great. Yeah. All right. Uh number four for me, Makami, Pray for Haiti. Fantastic project. Uh Makami is gonna be fucking huge. I mean, like he's already big, but like this project was fantastic. Him over top of like West Side Gun curated beats is fucking Chef's Kiss. Because Makami is just same like him and boldy james just the way they so smoothly just threaten me i love it (laughs) yeah uh that one was also in my short list that got cut but um i figured we we sung their praises in the griselda pod go listen to the griselda pod because we talk about uh how sick all of these people are Yeah. yeah um moving on number three turnstile glow on just one of the most unique punk hardcore records. Um, there's elements of hip hop, R and B, Latin music, and shoe then of gaze. course, shoegaze. It is just, and it's not them. Like usually, some bands, it's like, oh, this they're going through their shoegaze phase. It's like, no, it's not a shoegaze phase. It's them incorporating elements into their sound. It's still turnstile. Yeah, still rips. You're still gonna give six fucking feet stage dives to this band when you see them yeah but and the musicality of it is great too like it just just a level up on all fronts and the and the whole genre bending you know not really following the rules like all of a sudden you've got like some flamenco sounding parts and then it immediately slides into like some like real pounding like new york hardcore like like it's it's just really sick like i just there's so much to like about it there's the one part where it's like the sick like like the dun 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 and then the one part where it has like the bong like the yeah it's it's wild that makes sense but i love it it's wild all right 
Moving on. My top two. Number two. These two are really just the most… Definitely my most listened to albums of this year. But go hip-hop first. Shout out to the man. Hope he's doing well right now. Uh, West Side Gun. Uh, Hitler Wears Hermes. I'm going to specifically say 8A. Which was called Sincerely Adolf. He released a double album this year. But I'm going to go with Side A. Just this one. Like… There's just one song, Margiela Split Toes, him and Makami. It's fucking crazy. There's so many hard songs on that project. The Stove God Cooks uh, features are absolutely out of this wor- world. It was Stove God's coming out party on that album. And he is definitely my most anticipated artist of next year. I want to hear a full Stove God uh, album, which there is one right now, which has full Rock Marciano beats, which I should check. That came out this year. That project's on my list to Stove God and Rock Marciano. That album goes hard as fuck. Um, but yeah, West Side Gun. These beats are so hard. It is absolutely 100% what Griselda is. It's high fashion. It's high drugs. High gun alerts. It's just violence and wrestling. It's just West Side Gun at his peak, and he's yeah, too I powerful. Like I think that's why he keeps catching COVID. Because like <laughs> God's like, we got to stop this man, or and else he's gonna down a level. Yeah, yeah, or else he's gonna take my spot. Like he just keeps going. Yeah, yeah that's another yeah. album that. Uh, incre- all of these are incredible. Everything is incredible. All everything that you said, like the Every Time I Die album, all that stuff. That's all great shit too. Like they could have easily been on my top lists. There was a lot of good music that came out this year. Um, and yeah. So yeah. number one, sorry, so, your last one. I guess I'll say my number one. Um, we've talked about this band so much the last couple of weeks. And this album and its producer, obviously talking Idols, Crawler. Uh, the more I've listened to, I've listened to this album even more since recording our Idols episode. And now this album is like probably... It's up there with Joy as an act of resistance as my favorite album of theirs. Like, it's up, like, I just listen to it, like, consistently. And there's just, I keep finding more and more. Every time it gets better. Isn't that what I said in the podcast? So sick. I was like, yeah. I I said the exact same thing when we recorded that every time I listen to it now, I want to listen to it again because I'm like, there's more sick stuff. It just keeps Mm -hmm. getting better and better. Like, it's wild, dude. Sorry, I yeah. just because you said that oh. like oh. light bulb. Um and yeah, that's uh that's that is my list. Um I um yeah, there there's a couple that I'm sure I probably forgot and um I'm sorry. And there's some like I can't just I can't even remember if they came out this year like the Conway album, Lock My Queen, did that one come out this year? Like, I think I that know. was last year. Okay. Also, the Griselda shit, like this year, like 20, 2020, 2021 has just been an absolute Griselda takeover in hip hop. So shout outs to those guys. Shout outs to all, and shout outs to all the bands we talked about. Shout outs to Kenny B. Shout out to Alchemist. This was absolutely their fucking year. Um, good year for fucking rap music, dude. Yeah. So good. So much good stuff. There's good good stuff all across the board. I think all of and like, the, all of the stuff that we the like all the stuff that you've said, and all the stuff that I've said. Like I think there isn't a bad 
suggestion in any of the stuff yeah. that we any of us have said. I don't and, I don't disagree with a single one that you put up. Um and yeah, just yeah, great. Like and that's like we mainly are only talking about like underground hip, well what you would say underground gangster whatever. So like stuff that's not as mainstream, but like even on the mainstream, you got a new Kanye album which has some bangers on it, some, some. Uh, it's a very extensive album. You know, you got the new Drake album. And whenever there's a Drake or Kanye, that's the good that's good for hip hop. So Yeah, yeah. Good year for hip hop all around, I'd say. And and I and you know, and I'm sure that there was stuff that I was missing too, like hundred and ten percent. Because we're listening to so much that was cool. Um, I think it was just like two songs. Which sorry, which one? A pup. They put out like two songs, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. a couple, like two or three months ago. That both those songs go. Their EP they actually put out last year slaps. Um, I'm sure that yeah, there's I'm sure there's stuff we're forgetting about. There's yeah. a lot of good music. So Jesus, we're what are we? We're at an hour now. Well, a little over an hour. Uh, let's let's. I mean, there's, yeah, there's probably way more stuff that we both forgot mm-hmm. that we could have added on there. But anyway. I mean, this is a year in review. So if this goes a little long, I um, so it's a year. We're capturing. Well, let's let's stuff. just rip through TV real quick. I can then, do t- my TV's easy. Dude. All right. I, my TV's easy, too. I'm I'm a, I'm not even going to really talk about them. I mean, I'll say like one line, but I'll go through my TV this year uh, would be. um my number one would be midnight mass. One of the best limited series I've ever watched. Uh, Mike Flanagan killed it. And uh, uh, Hamish Linklater and all of the cast killed it. I absolutely was enthralled watching it. Um, I love a slow burn sci-fi. So invasion killed it. Squid game, uh, even though it's become kind of a cultural, cultural craze, uh, it was really exhilarating and, and kind of mind bending and upsetting and fun. And it was just such a wild, wild watch that I really enjoyed it. Uh, another one that's kind of like weird, wild, mind bending and strange brand new cherry flavor from Netflix. Uh, that's great. Uh, and then I really, really, really enjoyed, um, most of the Marvel shows, uh, but specifically Loki, Loki was fucking phenomenal. Um, there's some stuff that I got into for the first time that I hadn't watched stuff like you Vikings, uh, watched a lot of RuPaul with Megan, shout out Megan, um, and shout out RuPaul. Uh, there's probably more there, but I, I just couldn't really think of other shows. So maybe there's something that you'll say that I'll be like, Oh yeah. Well, let's see. Um, so two things that I started watch that I watched this year that aren't necessarily from this year. Started watching The Crown, which is a fantastic series. I know they did put out a season this year. I haven't gotten to that. I'm only in season three still, but um, it's fantastic. It's just a great show. It. I used to think the royal family's fucking stupid. Between my girlfriend showing me that and like the King's speech, I've kind of like, oh, there's kind of. I get it now. I get why people care about this. These fucking old folks. I get it now. There's stuff there um other thing i watched this year that was fantastic haunting of hill house um that was an absolutely devastating show um i don't know how i went three years without watching it but uh, i'm glad i did watch it still haven't watched bly manor still haven't gotten around to watching midnight mass but mike flanagan's an absolute i'm I'm telling you if you like tale house you will absolutely love midnight mass it's 
I know. It's it's on it's my list. Smash. I'm terrible at watching shows. So yeah, um, uh, there's stuff pro- I actually did watch. Okay, what were you saying? I was gonna say there's probably so many that I'm forgetting or stuff that have popped up, but it's just so hard to remember when shows come out and when. Mm-hmm what you watch and what you do catch and what you didn't catch and what you, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, go ahead. Your other ones. Um, so this is actual shit that I have watched this year. Um, RuPaul, specifically uh, the UK. Me and my girlfriend love RuPaul UK. This season wasn't so happy with how it ended, um, but whatever. That's just RuPaul just trying to, you know, make her brand fucking cool. If you haven't seen that season, you'll understand what I mean when you get there. So um, there's also, I think, the Australian Down Under season came out, which was pretty good. Um, and Drag Race Canada's okay. Actually, I don't even think me and my girlfriend have finished it, but I think the finale has happened. So I don't know how that has played out yet. But anyways, Drag Race has been... It's been one of my few fucking constant joys in uh, life. Go listen to the Party Birds, RuPaul, Drag Race. Um, This is one I'm currently in the midst watching. Um, It's Kyle Mooney's Netflix series called uh, Smash, Saturday Morning All-Star Hits. It's his surreal fucking macabre sort of take on 90s kids television. If you've seen uh, Bigsby, Bigsby Bear or anything Kyle Mooney has done, you kind of should be expecting just don't go, don't have any expectations. He's fucking, he's weird. So, you know, what? it's very strange. Is this, I still is this Kyle it. from SNL? Yeah. Oh, he's the dude who did the, you ever launched Monster Christian Slams? The interview, the old interview YouTube videos? Yeah. He does would it, do does that. This, yeah. Is it real? Um, yeah. No, okay. I got to watch that. I got to watch yeah. that well, expeditiously. Yeah, it's a, it's very strange. It's it's a fantastic spoof of '90s kids television of live action. It's great. Um, I can't really say it's strange. Um, also, Dark Side of the Ring. Um, the it was a Vice original. Now I think it's a Crave original. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring is fantastic. There's so many great episodes. As I mentioned in a previous episode, the the uh, the plane ride from hell uh, with the Ric Flair story. Um, the Chris Canyon episode is a great insight of sort of homophobia in the wrestling industry. Um, uh, fuck, there's uh, there's uh, the Grizzly Smith episode about Jake the Snake's dad, just a colossal, just piece of shit. Like Dark Side of the Ring is it's it's dark, okay. Uh, but if you love wrestling. Or if you if you like true crime, I would say this might be something for you. Even even though it's wrestling based, it's fucking evil. So that's great. Um, on a positive wrestling this year, I loved AEW Dynamite. It has consistently been the best wrestling show every week. Um, AEW is just it's just I love it. Um, I ha- I haven't watched any WWE this year. I WWE product. Um, which is a shame because there's a lot of fantastic wrestlers, characters, and just people in WWE that I admire, I I enjoy, and I'm just I'm just kind of sick of Vince McMahon shit. So now that there is an actual viable alternative other than trying to find Ring of Honor videos on YouTube or like tr- staying up till five in the e- five a.m. in the morning to watch Japanese wrestling, you know, I can't. I don't really feel like doing that anymore. 
AEW, Wednesday nights, Dynamite. It's fantastic. Some of the best wrestling I've seen recently. Um, which something regarding wrestling, I'll we'll t- I'll talk about in maybe an episode. We'll talk about with you off mic about that actually. Um, and then two more things. F is for Family, Bill Burr's uh, family sitcom animated series had its final season, season five. Um, it was fantastic. Brought the series to a close. Just a great. If you're a fan of Bill Burr, you'll love the show. If you like. It's just Bill Burr's take on like a sitcom. So it's like, it's mean, but it's like, it's real. It's like, it's based in the seventies. It's like, oh yeah, this is when people hit their kids smoked while, while they were pregnant. And like, you got to go in it with that context because, or else you're going to be like, oh, this is some fucking mean shit, but fantastic show. Love it. And then my number one, the funniest show on television right now, I think you should leave the most quotable show ever. I think about cough and drop every single day. Just look at it's just shit wood breaking and bodies hitting the floor. It, I I, love I, it I was actually just gonna say if you didn't put it on there that that I forgot about that one that I don't think you should leave because you you put or uh, I think you should leave. Sorry that you you put me onto that and I watched it and that's yeah that's up there. I forgot to add that to mine, so I'm glad you said it because it's so funny. It's insane. So, it's so funny. Yeah. That that was my television. Um, yeah, I'm really mad I haven't seen Midnight Mass. That show seems really good. Um, Squid Game, that was something where the popularity of it, I was just like, I can't fucking, I don't know. Like, I don't want to partake in the conversation with people that are talking about Squid Game. Like, I don't want to talk to you people about the show. Like, I'm glad you guys just all discovered Korean movies and television <laughs> now. Like. I'm fantastic. Go watch Parasite. Great movie. Go watch, go watch Old Boy. Like there's go great. Watch shit Train to Busan. Like, that movie yeah, goes like, dumb hard. Watch watch all of Bong Joon Ho's movies. Watch fucking Memories of. Watch fucking Snowpiercer. Like, his memories mem- memories of murder. Mem- is it, uh, mem- yeah. Memories of murder. Yeah. Snowpiercer. Uh, there's one uh, the, the devil. Yeah. The devil you know, or the devil. The but, devil. Like, what is it called? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know that one. Oh, maybe um, it's not one of his. It's the but it's got uh, what's his name? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm sure there's other things too that I forgot. I'm trying to pull it up here. Uh, oh, The Witcher season two. If you like The Witcher, Witcher season two is really good. Uh, way better than the first one. I don't know if anybody cares about that or whatever. Um, I never got into it. The Witcher three was one of my favorite games I played in. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's a good. It's the Witcher season two does a lot better, uh, and has a lot more kind of. The first season was very disjointed, and it was all leading up to what was going to happen in the second season. And the second season really worked well. It was it was really great. Another thing that I I would suggest here, um, would be what we do in the shadows, the TV show. I watched a lot of that this year and I love the movie. I watched the movie. Um, it's good. Uh, and also Wellington paranormal, uh, which is an offshoot of the movie. What we do in the shadows, hilarious, really fun to watch. Um, yeah, there, I'm sure there's tons of TV stuff that we missed, uh, that we watched, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, 
Mm. We're we're trying uh, to speed through this part here. I can't. I can't, dude. I think that's it for TV. I don't know, man. Yeah, let's TV is such like an investment. Like I can't always sit down and be like, I'm definitely going to be stoked on this next ten hours because sometimes I'll start a show and then three episodes in, I'm like, this is kind of mid. So it's like the decision of like, do you continue <laughs> the rest of your life or do you just give up? And I've given up on quite a few series, not because they're bad, but I'm just like, I don't see myself fully investing myself into this and you know what why waste my time then if i'm not going to do that so uh fair enough um yeah no because television takes a while so you know uh, i've been slowly watching deadwood so oh deadwood's like episodes into that deadwood is one of my favorite tv shows of all time I love Deadwood. Which is strange because ever since I started watching that, Keith Carradine has been slowly po- like showing up. Well, not Keith Carradine. Yeah, was it Keith Carradine? Yeah. Does he play Bill Hickok? Uh, he plays Wild Bill? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I have to look it up. Anyway, um, great. Deadwood is a fantastic TV show. If you haven't watched it, figure it out. Uh, I would say also that I thoroughly enjoyed... Um, uh, uh, even though it was the end of the year last year, the second season of the Mandalorian. Um, and as I said, uh, as far as TV, sh- the Marvel TV show shows go, uh, they were all pretty good. Uh, I think Loki was a standout for me. Um, and Hawkeye was actually a lot of really fun too. I'm the comic book guy that likes the comic book stuff. So, you know, anyway, let's get to, um, video Ooh. games. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some some overlap here. And also, like, yes. I don't want to have to break down all the games for the people out there and and and, and explain what they are and all this stuff. Yeah, so I mean, let's just I'm just going to name off my top games from the year. There's one or two things that I want to note, but that's pretty much it. Um, so my top games, this is like kind of my most played games, the ones that I've enjoyed a lot. Uh, uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2. Obviously, I love Jurassic Park. I love Park Builder Sims. Go off. It's crazy. First one's good, too. We talked about this. I don't need to say it again. Just, you know what? Fuck with dinosaurs. Fuck with that game. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. We did an episode on it. You want to hear how great that game is? Listen to that episode. And then listen to wherever it is. It's one of the Lazy Birds where... Uh, where Otis talked about the DLC. Uh, it, it's a sick-ass game. Um, Control, a game that I didn't even know existed. Uh, it was a free game early in the year on the uh, PS5, PS5 mm-hmm. version. It's super trippy, uh, kind of... It's made by the same people who made Alan Wake. Um, oh, what's the name of that company? I should have pulled it up. But anyway, I'm not uh, going to... Um, great, great game. I'm sure we talked about it at some point earlier in the year. Uh, it is super fun, super weird, super wacky, super occult, super paranormal. Uh, it just crazy, crazy cool chivalry Two swords, cutting fights, maces, uh, arrows. Uh, I just like medieval stuff. Okay. Rocket league. Got to shout out rocket league. Cause it's probably the game that I played the most this year. Shout mm-hmm. out Cody. Shout out you, my friend. Shout out all the other people that have played with us or listened to us. Shout out Pear and Allison and Megan for joining the chat while we've just 
talked like idiots and played absolute shit. Uh, Obviously still in my top, probably one of my top games of all time, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, Spider-Man Miles Morales and the remaster. I played through those this year uh, uh, because of uh, getting the PS5. And uh, and also we did an episode on that. You can read it. For Honor, another one that's up there for me this year. Really an older game, but I played the shit out of it. I really loved it. Um, and then Until Dawn, another game we talked about in The Last Lazy Bird or some other episode. Uh, something that is older that I never played, but it was a riveting experience playing it. I absolutely loved it. Uh, and the last one on the list, sorry that I forgot to say, was No Man's Sky. I played a hell of a lot of No Man's Sky this year. And that game is a game that um, I'm, I want to do an episode on once Otis gets into it a little bit more. Uh, and it's uh, a, just a true story of redemption and building up your game and making it so much better um, f- from when it was launched. Uh, uh, you know, honorable mentions to some of the old games that I still play battlefield one, battlefield five, um, poo poo to battlefield 2042, 20, whatever, 44, yeah. 2042, whatever year it is. Apparently that game yeah. sucks. Not going to buy it. Stinky. Um, yeah. and also shout out call of duty for finally alienating me, alienating me, alien, al- you know yeah. what I'm saying? We're just upsetting us yeah. to the point where it's just like, okay, this franchise. Okay. You don't get, my just token $80 a year anymore. You yeah, now that you truly do not give a fuck. You've slighted me. No. I can't. I'm, I, how, what, how is it? I want to play Modern Warfare again. Guess how much? It's like 400 gigs to download it. How is Modern yeah, Warfare 400 gigs? Look, I've had enough. It doesn't even look that good. So like, shout out, really shout out Call of so- Duty for alienating us and, and for finally cutting that cord. Other than that, all of those games, I had a good time playing. I really like them. We have episodes on Ghost of Tsushima, on Red Dead 2, on Spider-Man. Um, and, you know, uh, and we talked about the Back for Blood, which is another one I played a decent amount of at the end of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those are, all, those are all games that I really enjoyed a lot this year and played a lot of. Uh, so check them all yeah. out. Uh, I'm not good going to... Uh, dive too deep into all of them they're just fucking fun games that i play and i've had a good time with and uh and if you will play any of them and you want to join us specifically rocket league or red dead or uh any of the online stuff no man's sky whatever for honor hit us up because we can i'll play with anybody okay what's on your list okay so a lot of mine are games that were released either latter half like later half of last year or remasters or so since i got my ps5 to the this year i started playing a lot of ps5 editions of games so so some stuff will be stuff that's technically last year whatever or stuff that came out a couple years ago um in the case of just what we played a lot of this year so um tony hawk remaster oh uh, shit that should be on my list too fuck yeah best remake one of the best remakes i played recently fucking new life in the tony hawk franchise really hoping that that means that they can come out with a new one because the last new original game they did tony hawk 5 stunk ass it was a mess it was a disaster so i'm glad uh the remaster of tony hawk 1 and 2 is fantastic maybe i'll hope for a tony hawk underground 1 and 2 remaster Hmm? maybe i don't know maybe not you hear him tony you hear him tony he wants it 
Tony also, shout out, it. Shout out Tony Hawk. Um, Tony Hawk and Jason Ellis, both skateboarders. They have a podcast together called Hawk vs. Wolf, and it's been probably my most listened to podcast in the last two months. So shout out Tony Hawk for real. Yeah, he's a cool um, dude. I really like him. I'm, yeah. I'm actually really glad you said that because uh, that is a game that I also played a lot of. I played a lot of with you uh, and played with other people. I had so much fun replaying all the levels. It should have been on my list. So thank you for reminding me. I don't know why I didn't think of it. It probably is just, I probably skimmed over it on my list on my, on my library. Um, but yeah, that game sick. Okay. Continue. Okay. Uh, back for blood, which I'm stoked. They just recently released the offline or offline update. So you can get progression through offline. So you, you know, play with dickheads that you don't always know. Um, so that's one of those games where if you want to play and do well, you need to play with people that you actually want to talk to. So, Oh you know. my God, wait a second. That's the third thing that we made happen. Yeah. So we've, Willed three we manifested things. so many things into existence this year. We manifested a big body. We've manifested uh, the, the, that, the, and then what was the other thing? What was the other thing? We were just talking about. Oh, it was the it was the idols on the cave. Oh yeah, yeah. We've made, so that's, this, that's we've made all of this things, happen. Three things that we have said, and it has happened mm-hmm. shortly after. The first one was that that big body Bez needed to drop a song off of body language. Mm-hmm. Where we, and we shouted, drop body lane. We were shouting, and we might you can go listen to it. And then it happened. And then the, the idols episode, the day that we dropped it was the day that their cave episode came out, literally like two hours later. Yeah. And then now Powerful. this, wow, we are doing it. So a million dollars into both of our bank accounts, a million dollars. And <laughs> send the money. Send the money. All right. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Super Mario 3D World. Is there, I think it was uh, a Wii U game. Nobody played the fucking Wii U, so it's out on Nintendo Switch now. It also has the uh, Bowser's Fury, which is also a different game. I didn't really get into the Bowser's Fury side, but I love Super Mario. I love 3D platformers. That's my shit. Um, so, yeah. Um, moving on, For Honor. Uh, this one came out probably three, four years ago. But one that I just picked up recently, this is a game always on sale for extremely cheap, less than 10 bucks. Just fun as hell. If you like swinging a sword, if you like feeling like you absolutely kick ass, this is the game. You can, it's fun. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. On we, my list we, too, we you got, yeah, it. you got me into it. It's fun. It's cool. It's got a lot of modes. It's a little confusing at first, but the minute, but once you crack that learning curve, which is not actually that hard, then you're flying with it and it's so much fun. You just have like a dope time playing. I love sword and sandal stuff. So yeah. Uh some more sword stuff. Uh Assassin's Creed game came out last year, but a lot of the DLCs came out this year. And it's also just a really huge game. I think I put like 80 hours into it. There's it's such a huge fucking world. You can explore basically all of England in like the 1400s or whenever the fuck or an eight, 800s, whenever the fuck the Vikings happened, I forget. And then one of the DLCs specifically, Wrath of the Druids, the one with all the Irish mythology, that DLC is fantastic. I would say that storyline of the DLC probably is better than the actual base game. But if you like open world stuff, just hack and slash. Assassin's Creed, it's not really a stealth game anymore. It's just open world hack and slash adventure games, which is really is exactly my shit. So thank you. 
uh, Ubisoft. Um, I know a lot of people hate Ubisoft games for them just basically reskinning stuff, but hey, I, I love it. I honestly haven't played it, but after that that glowing recommendation, I I might buy it because so far, you know, you we you haven't really missed with games that we we play together. So that's that's uh, that's that's on baby. That's that's. Okay. Hell yeah. Well, I love the Assassin's Creed series. Odyssey, the Greek one, that one's sick. I also want to go back and play the Egyptian one. Um, yeah, I like the Assassin's Creed game. If it's not your thing, then it's not your thing. Oh. But it's my thing. You did so. cut out slightly there when you said it, oh. though. So just so that everybody knows, he was talking about uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You said yeah. Assassin's Creed, and then there was a bit of interference. So Oh, uh, well, yeah. uh, like... Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the uh, the Greek one was also sick, and also Egyptian one so sick. So yeah. if you like that sort of shit, anyway. Um, moving on, this game I actually just started playing today, and I can already tell I'm going to fucking get really into it. Um, it's a unique RPG game. It's called Disco Elysium. Elysium. I don't know how you pronounce that word. The E L Y S I U M, like Neil Blomkoff movie. Yeah, Elysium. Yeah. So it's an RPG game. It's in like a weird dystopian, weird, very postmodern world. It has a cool watercolor art style and you're a detective. I've literally only played this game for three hours now and I'm like, fuck, I want to go play it right now. So I'm really stoked on that. It's apparently there's no combat. It's just purely invest. It's just purely conversation based and like exploration and finding shit. It's a top like third top-down, bird-eye, three-quarter, whatever you call that angle. But anyway, fantastic game. Stoked to get more into it. Number six, this one's currently free in the PlayStation Store, so get it for the next couple days while it's there. Mortal Shell. I got the Enhanced Edition. Um, If you like Dark Souls, like really hard sword games where combat, where, you know, you really have to think combat-driven games where you can't just go in and just beat the shit out of somebody. You have to sit back, assess your enemy, recognize their attack patterns stuff like that so again dark souls if that's your shit get into this this game's cool um yeah um number five immortals phoenix rising another ubisoft game very similar to the uh assassin's creed series open world game where you get um uh upgrades and explore it's kind of similar to say it's kind of like a comical it has a cool like sort of comic sort of art style it's very like just the animation style is cool it's kind of like a more lighthearted take on the greek god story and stuff so lots of exploration stuff like that and then number four i guess same sort of thing spider-man miles morales again another open world exploration get upgrades metroidvania sort of stuff like can't access certain areas until you get certain upgrades sort of thing those games are my shit so again those ones just listen to the spider-man episode um okay uh moving through got three more left uh the demon souls remake fucking fantastic i love that shit super hard still haven't beat it got a couple bosses left game looks absolutely beautiful and i like being i like being challenged and it's one of those games where i can come back to it every so often and be like okay where get my i like it they're like puzzles to me figuring out hard games so love it. Um, number two, Yakuza like a dragon. Um, the Yakuza games are such just uniquely fucking dumb and fantastic. The story is like a Japanese 
mafia soap opera, but the play the game style is like a RPG game with like you have like a Pokemon like turn-based combat system and like leveling system. It, it's just strangely hilarious and stupid, and it's just a fun time. My girlfriend hates it because one of my character uses a vibrator as a weapon, so she doesn't <laughs> love it. Yeah, you should see some of the stuff that that uh, that Otis sends me while he's playing the game. It, it seems like an absolute bonkers, uh, uh, just not so yeah. mad, absolutely mad lad. Um, and then number, I guess another one: the director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima. Fantastic, as I mentioned, one of the Lazy Bird episodes, the DLC. It's really great. Sort of builds upon the uh, more um, uh, uh, mythological side of things mentioned in the story. Sort of more paranormal, to say. And also, the PS5 version just looks absolutely... The PS5 upgrade looks absolutely stunning. And might I say, the loading times are non-fucking existed. Between pressing start on the game to actually playing is like less than five seconds. No fucking lie. It's I've never seen a game start so fucking fast. It's fucking crazy. And then my most played game this year has got to be Dark Souls. I've put so many hours into the first original Dark Souls, the remaster of it. I finally fucking beat it. I beat all of the bosses. And holy shit, does it feel good beating that game? That game, like, that's the one thing I feel like I accomplished, like, this year in, like, my like within my apartment i was like beating that game was an accomplishment for me so those are my games and then obviously you know red dead rocket league put lots of hours into those yeah, yeah. we still rock with those we still rock with the rocket league and we still rock with red dead that's why i had to put them on my list because we out chia you know all right so those were our lists of uh things that we enjoyed things that we uh, thought were pretty cool uh, hopefully there's some stuff in there that you guys haven't seen or heard and you want to check out. Um, or, you know, the, if you agree with us or you uh, uh, want to chat about any of them or whatever, you can hit us up. Or let us know some things that we may have missed or just yeah, some exactly. things that were just not in our realm of stuff. So, like, if there's something that you're like, hey, you didn't see this, but I think you might fucking dig it, let us know. Because I'm sure there's a lot of things. Also, in the movie category, as uh, we mentioned earlier, uh, there's they release all their award movies like all the Oscar award movies always come out late in December like I want to go see Licorice Pizza the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie I'm not rushing out to a movie theater right now you know I'm not rushing yeah. out for Spider-Man but these are things I would have really liked to see though yeah um, yeah, so, yeah yeah no that's that's uh, that's 100% that's that's a bingo yeah. and then um, you know some games obviously I just haven't bought because you know I don't always want to spend $90 again, on a game like I want to play that game, but we're talking about what we've experienced. We're not talking about objectively saying the things that are the best. Mm -hmm. We're just talking about the things that we liked. This is not like a, we're ranking things against all other things and ignoring it. It's just, we're talking about the things that we've experienced and we liked. So yes, exactly. If you agree or you want to add something or you want to suggest something to us, or, you know, you want to come on and talk for an episode about one of these, if you're one of our homies listening, you want to talk about one of the things we mentioned um, or, you know, whatever, 
just hit us up and talk to us about it. That was kind of our lists of the things that we've enjoyed this year, not the best overall or whatever, but the things that we really had a good time watching, playing, uh, listening to whatever. And I'm sure that there was stuff that we missed. My memory has gone absolutely to trash because of this pandemic and yeah. being most like, I would say a good 80% of the past two years or, or so being stuck inside a, a, a basement apartment. That's one room. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been, uh, uh, there may be things that slipped through the, the cracks of my mind here. Um, but I guess we'll end it out. I mean, this went, the list went a little bit longer than we expected. So maybe we'll touch on some of the Christmas talk and things that are going on in society and all that. And, you know, pick. Well, do you want to do the final? Yeah, yeah. Things? I was like, getting, I was getting to that. The, okay. uh, oh, the, I thought you were trying to say goodbye. I was like, no, wait, no, no, wait. no, no. I was just saying, like, because I want to talk about, like, you know, the Omicron and all the stuff that's going on. I want to ask you about Christmas and what you got. But because we're already we're gearing up on two hours, why don't we save that for the next Lazy Bird episode? Uh, yeah. We'll we'll touch on that. But we do have uh, a a final capping. Uh, a thing where we talk about Thanks. our favorite experience, our least favorite or worst experience from the past year, and our hopes for 2022. So, uh, yeah, I don't, which I've tried to come up with bird puns, which we've come up with wings for something we enjoyed, something you know, something that helped us soar. And then for a bad thing, we didn't fucking think of anything, which I don't know. Cage Cage was the thing or or storm or, you know, we looked up birds and apparently they're scared of shiny objects. Bird cage. I don't, I don't know. Cages seem cool. Yeah. What's your wing? What's your cage? Yeah. Cage. Cause something that kept you in something that kept you, I guess. Yeah. It's a little too on the nose for this year, but anyway, and then egg, something that's something that you laid out to blossom next year sort of thing yeah you know your hopes so, so i don't know yeah. you want to go first yeah so would you want to go we'll just do each category or do you just want me to do all three of mine uh, well, first why don't we do each you... category we'll each say our thing so why don't all you right. share your wings your positive yeah, things let's our wings. Our positives probably okay so first positive me and my girlfriend got a new apartment together um i like it very much um whatever we have one shitty neighbor but like whatever it's better than living in constant hell and misery and thinking like this might might this building might collapse upon me at any moment so that was nice and then you know getting to work on movies that was also great and you know those were two really good things that happened in an other lot wise sort of uneventful year um yeah i was still able to do some cool shit so yeah all right. Well, mine, I have, I have five, um, because I, I was really trying to find some good stuff from the year and ruminate on the year as we come to the close, which I always do, uh, which when it comes to a close, I always wind up becoming this, you know, wistful little baby of a man. And I think about all the things that happened. Um, I wanted to say, uh, first and foremost, the things that have been really great this year for me is that um, while Megan was able to be here for most of the year, uh, and even though the world's been like totally upside down and we had our ups and downs and all this stuff, um, my life was made in, in uh, unbelievably better. 
um, by having her around. And um, I'm just so happy that she was able to come and do that. Um, and, you know, you, we were able to get through it and become better people, you know, and better, better relationship. And I think that that's one of the things, I guess that's included in my other thing about um, making it through this year. I think 2020 was a really, really, really tough year for me mentally. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, in even rounding into the start of 2021. uh, But I've been lucky to have uh, friends and people in my life who care about me, who uh, have, you know, told me the hard truths or been there to support me. Uh, and, um, and also just myself for, uh, putting in the time and effort to try and improve myself as the year went on seeking therapy, going back to the gym, buying workout equipment or being gifted workout equipment for being at home, um, working out every day now, uh, you know, just in general, trying to, uh, live a more balanced life and take care of my mental health um, and my relationships with my friends and my family, my mom and my girlfriend have all improved. Uh, and that's kind of, I, that was, I don't want to tap myself on the back, but that's a hard thing to do when the world seems like it's burning down. So that was one of the things that, you know, making it through 21, 21 uh, and improving myself, but also on top of that, actually getting some time to see you, my friends, and, and uh, of course, Megan, as I said before, uh, there have been some tough times through the year where, through this year where it's gone uh, either way, where there's been people have been annoyed because we're stuck inside and it gets, you know, annoying just talking on a headset all the time or whatever, or people have been having mm-hmm. a hard time or whatever. But we actually got to come together uh, in the summer and through the summer and into the fall and spend time with one another and, you know, you included uh, and, uh, and, and things have gotten a little bit brighter. I think that if that hadn't happened, this whole Omicron thing would seem a lot darker and I probably wouldn't be able to, uh, I wouldn't have been able to kind of write my path and start working out and start taking my care of myself a bit more. So that's, that's all good. The whole point is, you know, that we got, I got to see you guys. I, I wrote down the cottage, being at the cottage with everybody mm-hmm. when we recorded the, the, uh, party bird episode, uh, and just that general time when Megan was back up here and we were yeah. all seeing each other, that was that like was a fantastic week or however. Well, yeah, it was a week at the time at the cottage yeah. was fantastic. I guess yeah, that's that would be my favorite specific time of the year. Yeah, that was it was. I guess just and, the month of August because I think that and that happened and the movie happened in yeah, August. You had Shout the movie and then and Megan came up and we got we saw you guys. We went for dinner a couple times and it was just it was so nice. But I think ultimately the thing is is kind of like making it through this year and last year, uh, and now coming out at the end of of twenty twenty one, and you know we may go into another lockdown. We may be stuck i may be stuck inside for a couple months because of you know living in close proximity to my mom who's who's high risk or whatever but i don't feel like upset or scared or anything anymore i'm not really as you know i'm learning i'm obviously feel i obviously am not happy with the some stuff the for government and all whatever but i just feel like it's been a real year of growth and i'm really thankful for that and then the last thing that i'm going to say is um doing this uh, and doing um, making music and doing being creative 
Um, I'm so proud of, of, uh, of different now, the EP that I put out, uh, and how, you know, people seem to like it. And it was just so important to me. I don't care whether people like it or not, but, uh, just actually seeing something through and finishing it. Um, I'm working on all the stuff and dropping pressure a couple of weeks ago and people really like it and are, and think it rules and I'm glad they do. And, but I'm just happy that I saw things through and then, yeah, doing this bird protocol. If I mm-hmm. didn't have bird protocol, I don't know what I would do. So thanks for all you guys to listening and th- or thanks to all you guys for listening. And thanks to Otis for sticking around and, we've grown so much and it was just so wonderful uh, to, to go to see ourselves grow and to see, I don't know. It's just really cool that we stuck with it and I'm really happy. Yeah, so. no, it's been fun. Like we've had a slow start. We've had so many interruptions and this is the most consistent we've been like, sure. We've had weeks off here and there, some gaps, but like, we did fucking like 30 episodes this year. I'm pretty sure. So like it's pretty good. And a lot of them, like I feel like our fantastic podcast, like a lot of the episodes we did, we go pretty in depth on shit that I don't think people would expect us to go in depth on. Like, especially last week, who would expect us to really go in depth on Adam Sandler? But we did. But We did. And I'll do it again. Respect the Sandman. No, exactly. I mean, I, I know I'm being I'm being like a little emo here, but like really 2020 and and the start of this year were really hard. Um, yeah. I nearly quit making music. I nearly quit doing all of the cemetery sound stuff. I it, it it got, you know, it was it was especially hard after because last in 2020 we had the lockdown and things were weird and scary, but then the summer there was kind of, you know, not a lot of cases. We could see each other. And then it all, this that second wave came and the third wave, and it just felt like it was never ending. And I was in such a bad place. And um, I'm just really proud of myself and all of my friends and everybody who continues to do the right thing. And, um, you know, people who are looking out for one another and people who are supporting artists and restaurants and you know, just getting through all of this coming to this time and feeling like I'm a better person for it. At a certain point, I didn't feel that that was going to be the case. I thought it was going to break me. Um, so that's why I said making through better, but of course Mm -hmm. the cottage, seeing all you guys in the summers, having Megan here and then making music and doing bird protocol. Those were the sickest things of the year. And, uh, Oh, and also my mom's foot's almost healed finally for real. So, you know, at the end of it all, yeah, there was some real rough parts, but I I have a lot to be thankful for and be excited about and be proud of. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I don't mean to get so like, it goes without saying that our cage, our shittiest thing of the year, COVID. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh yeah. That's, I I mean, it was, it was pretty much, that's written in stone. That was like, yeah, I think that's paramount across the board. Everybody's shitty thing, unless like something really, tragic happened obviously i'm sure obviously i can't speak for everybody but i well, think no i think it was covid's people, i think it was covid's best year oh um, yeah sure. <laughs> like if, you, if you ask level. if you ask covid hey man what was your wings he'd be like i don't know man i infected like a large portion of the- <laughs> I, I don't know i've just been fucking it up constantly for like two years i'm going man. absolutely hard 
yeah, no. Uh, no, of course. Yeah. Um, I think it's the, the, for me, the cage was, I mean, I already said it in my last little yeah. emotional rant. Um, the struggles of living through a pandemic as somebody with mental health, uh, uh, um, problems and, and who's living, uh, you know, who's at home with someone mm-hmm. high risk and who's been separated from his, his partner for more uh, like half of this pandemic in two different countries and separated from my friends and no shows can't do bird yeah. protocol together. Can't, I mean, we did a couple times in 2020 when things were like kind of okay, yeah. but then yeah. it went back to being locked in, especially this, I would say from like November of 2020 until like May or June of 2021. That was like the real tough time. There was like yeah. nothing to do. It was, it was painful. Um, yeah. It was really bad, especially like with the fact of like things opened up and then like shut down again. Like that really fucked me up. Like especially trying to do comedy shows. Like I got to do like comedy like four times this year, and I was like, "Fuck it." And it's like, why? I'm like, at the end, it's like I'm not even going to bother until like there's actual until things are actually happening, like for real yeah. now. Because oh. now it's in everything has to be inside. You can't fucking go transformed outside. I'm not going to fucking get old outside that was one of the sickest nights though that night that we went to to that comedy show and then we went to your i mean that wasn't the worst like that was summer weather that was tolerable but like i just meant that was a really fun night yeah because like that was the night that i was on the Mm -hmm. rolling on the floor i'm pretty sure yeah Um, i'm just talking about from a performing perspective oh yes 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 yeah um, so that sucked, but whatever. So COVID, that's a given. COVID sucked. COVID sucked. Thank Fucking goodness that nobody we know of ha- has, um, well, except for Katie. Yeah. Uh, shout out Katie. I, My I, brother I, got it, but he was in brother. Miami. So he got to isolate in a Miami ho- hotel. He's good now. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure really Katie. Had, like, very light symptoms. He, he was like actually only sick for like two days. So Yeah, I'm pretty sure Katie's exactly. doing well too. But my point is, is that luckily, I mean, I, I'm not going to speculate about the severity of the Omicron until the data is out, but it seems like it's more milder. Um, but I'm glad nobody caught the really like the Delta or anything like that, or nobody got sick really early on into it. I'm really thankful for that. But yeah, COVID's just kind of, uh, you know, we think we we thought we got it down and it keeps getting back up and kicking us right in the back of the skull and sending us reeling. Um, it's the, it's, caused so much distance between people and problems and amplified mental health problems and amplified financial problems and amplified everything. But you know what? I have a high hope that 2022 will be the year that it finally kind of gets under control and becomes whatever it is, whether it's uh, something that's just around or we manage to uh, come up with a medicine that is strong enough that will stop it, whatever. And that the world, We'll come together and really put the kibosh on it. Um, but you know, for for a year in a pandemic, we had some good times. Like, yeah, I can't, you know, playing sometimes just playing video games and talking on PSN and on the headsets, yeah. sometimes doing bird protocol, sometimes up at the cottage. I mean, we went to the cottage twice. Like, there's a lot of good, good things. So, you know, COVID's the one, COVID is the uh, enemy of the year. Um, oh, yeah. enemy of the state. 
Um, but we had a lot of good things. Uh, so what's your hopes for 2022? Yeah. So eggs, you know, let's, let's end positive. Let's end on some happiness here. So my egg is just everything finally going to be coming out next year. So it's already started now. My client dropped EP. Uh, I uh, was Santa Claus in a dumb short horror movie that fantastic Michael Malco directed. Which, and which I will put, I will put the link in the bio. Sorry. I'll put a link in cool. the bio for that. Um, so yeah, I got to do that, which was a small acting thing. And also I got to score something. So now I have something of that's out there right now, but you know, next year, you know, snow blinded will be hopefully coming out and, uh, regicide will be coming out. And then hopefully, you know, I can, these are things I've done. I can do get jobs and that doing that. Cause that's fucking sick. Um, yeah, so next year's just making more music, making more movies, making more podcasts. And my one actual, actual New Year's resolution, I'm going to get a new skateboard and I'm going to teach myself how to skate regular. Because my whole life, I've skated wrong. I've skated Mongo, which is when you push with your front foot so I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it's the wrong way to skate. It's impractical. And I want to learn how to skate regular, which means undoing fucking 15 years of thinking I know how to skateboard. And I want to learn how to skate regular, maybe learn how to ollie this year. Let's go. Let's fucking do it. That's, that's, that's fire. Um, my eggs, uh, very much similar to yours. Um, I want to continue to uh, put out music. I've got tons of it that I've been working on all year at home by myself. Um, bunch of palm reader songs, bunch of collabs with people. I want to work more with with clients and and produce more and get better at what I do, mixing and mastering. Um, I want to put out more anxiety weekends songs. Um, my the the nonprofit that I work for raised uh, this year, um, we probably raised about twenty five thousand dollars, maybe thirty, for for uh, Louis Body Dementia Research. Um, I want to keep doing that and keep raising money and educating people on that. Um, I want to put out High Strangeness. I want to put out the all the stuff that i've been working on i already said that that's sorry i'm just trying to remember what i was going to say um i would like to do this again at the end of next year and and uh and think about how far we've come i mean we started doing this in april and we've come to here and you know, we have more plays than ever and people seeming are seemingly listening to us fairly regularly. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I can't wait to see where we're at a year from now because we've jumped up, you know, a bunch of plays this year from doing it consistently. I can't wait to see where we're at next year. We'll have more guests do this, do it bigger, do more party bird episodes and, and, and maybe do some cool, you know, riff tracks or whatever we want to do, just keep doing bird protocol and keep growing it. And I, I want to do this again next year and look back at how far we've come and be proud as proud as I am now 
of what we did this year. I want to be as proud, if not more proud next year. Um, and that's pretty much it. I want to keep, Oh, I guess the last thing is I want to stick to my commitment to making my health better. I want to keep working out and, uh, keep looking after my mental health and keep, you know, keep, keep on keeping on, keep grinding, keep positive outlook. Uh, we're there in a pandemic. We're in a pandemic. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I just, I just want to yeah. continue my growth as a person. I feel like I've grown a lot over this past year. I want to keep doing that. I want to keep, keep working out. Mm-hmm. I want to look crazy D's when you guys all see me next summer. No, I'm kidding. I don't want to do yeah. that. I, no, I want to see you jag diesel. Yeah. I know last year has been definitely particularly difficult for you. So, you know, seeing you, if you come out looking like fucking Kevin Nash, I'll be like, boy, hell yeah. Boy, yeah. Boy. Well, I got these I got these dumbbells and all this stuff here. I've been working out every day, so just going to keep doing that and keep being positive, keep uh, you know, tell the people you love that tell your family, your friends, everybody that you love them, do what you mm-hmm. like to do, read a book, have a glass of wine, play that video game you like, uh, go for a run, go hop on a skateboard, do, you know, call your grandparents, tell them you love them. You know, do whatever you need to do to, you know, reach out for help when you need it. Just keep on keeping on. Keep on being positive. Uh, You know, you can only do it for yourself. Uh, And, yeah, so at the end of the end of it, I just hope I can keep that attitude and keep it going. And uh, we can keep making dope shit. And that's pretty much it. I know that's very, like, emotional and stuff. But it's been an emotional year. So, you know what? At the end of it, all I want to say is, well, firstly, I'll put the trip. Listen to Listen to Pressure. Listen to Corpus Christi. Uh, Dr. Meat CP. A lot, a lot of people really mm-hmm. like it uh, and are saying Word nice on things the about it. is bars. So I've heard. Uh, so, yeah. So I've heard Pressure's out on all streaming services. Uh, uh, Which I've um, also heard bars. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. He actually said when I <laughs> sent it to him, he replied back bars, but spelled it out like B-A-R-S and then a bunch of fire yeah. emojis. It made me feel really good. Um, yeah. So we got Pressure. Uh, we got uh, uh, Corpus Christi EP. Uh, that's on all streaming services as well. Both of those are on our SoundCloud. Um, mm-hmm. We got a bunch of uh, uh, FTI Studios put Doctor Meets Corpus Christi on their YouTube. Shout out to FTI. So yeah, shout out shout to FTI. Out to shout out to Maddie. Um, uh, uh, we hope. Uh, oh wait. So then what else? Oh yeah. And then underneath here, I'm going to put the link to uh, the short film. Uh, and also the regicide trailer or Facebook page. You can go check those out for the things that Matt's worked on. Snow blinded stuff is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I have new, I got more palm reader. Oh, if you haven't listened to different now, the anxiety weekend EP, please, please go back and listen to it. Uh, I'm, to it. I'm really proud of that. Um, and I particularly love vexed. I still like that song. A lot. Thank you. I, I, I really, that was probably, that was the last one I finished and, um, it was the one that gave me the most trouble. One day I'll talk about it on, we'll have a, we should have like an episode where we talk about our art and stuff. But anyway, um, Behind the music. um, the, uh, so yeah, check out all of the, all those, the, those two new releases, check out the, the short film, the trailer, uh, for regicide. Um, I hope that I wanted to say thank you to everybody who listens. Uh, and who has listened this year, if you come back and you're listening to this or you're a new listener or whatever, thank you. I didn't think that we would ever, well, not that I didn't think, but like it kind of seemed impossible that we would get this far. 
Uh, and now we're here and now it just seems easier than ever. I want to thank you, Otis, for doing this with me. And um, thank you. yeah, all of the people who've listened, I hope you have a, a, and all the people that are listening, anyone who listens to this, thank you. I hope that you guys have enjoyed what we've put out. We've got a lot more coming and we're going to do a lot more dope stuff. And last but not least, um, I hope you all have a wonderful New Year's and uh, and you are safe and you have a t- joyous time with the people who you are with. And let's hope that this time next year, we're doing the bird report in person together in a room uh, and we're laughing about how how crazy different of a year it's been. Oh, I'm, yeah. put, I'm putting that out into the universe. That's what the bird protocol Man, manifestation. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to say? Sorry. I was just, I talked a bunch of there. Uh, no wild year. Oh, shit was fun. Like this stuff that was fun was really fun. And like you appreciate when shit seems so terrible around you, you really do appreciate some like things that you didn't really realize. Like this podcast is really fun. Fantastic. Getting to talk extensively about musics and movies music movies games like about a w- every week is fun and i think i need to do that like I-, I can't yell at my girlfriend about love actually and why it upsets me i can't put her through that okay so <laughs> this is why i need this podcast <laughs> i need this i need this don't take it away from me or my relationship is ruined um yeah. <laughs> no nah, it's been it's been an absolute honor i hope that that uh you know it's so great because otis and i are are, have been friends for many years it's wonderful that uh this has come to fruition and we've actually improved and gotten better and sky's the limit baby uh bird protocol that was the bird report uh i don't want to get too heavy into it so neither of us cry uh uh it's been an absolute honor uh 2021 see ya uh and uh yeah everybody be safe out there hit us up if you want to talk you want to be on the show you want to let us know something we missed or suggest something to us um check out the links as i said and yeah that's i guess that's the end of uh end of the bird report um, that's it, yeah yeah that's godspeed it. we'll the see fireworks you. Yeah. pop the bottle we'll see you in champagne. 2022 uh with uh i don't know what we're gonna do first but we'll hit you with something really sick to start the year off how about that um that's about it all right ladies and gentlemen yeah peace out and always remember never forget initiate the goddamn protocol get it initiated son peace Ah.